Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth. With your host, Angelo Ponzi. Hi, I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining us. Have you ever wondered how you were driven to be an entrepreneur or what drove you to start that new business? I want to talk about that today, and I, I actually just came back from a, a family reunion in upstate New York, and, and it was uh, about a third of us showed up, uh, Italian family, and there was about 61 of us. But it really got me thinking about family and my father and what kind of my inspiration, if you will, for what drove me, I think, in the direction of being an entrepreneur. So I'm going to talk about that today, but when I think about you know, what was that motivating factor and when did it actually happen for me? Well, I point to when I, my first entrepreneurial venture, I was 23 years old. I was working for an advertising agency and, and we were doing a lot of television commercials and I, and I have a passion for that. I love movies. I love doing the idea of, of making movies, if you will. And so when I had the opportunity to get on set, I would do anything possible. I would be a grip. I would be a gaffer, I would be a gopher, an Indian chief, whatever it took to get myself in there to really have that experience. Well, over a few years, I built a relationship with the production people. And one day they came to me and said, we should start our own business. Now, I fell in love with that idea. And, and we did do that. I was, like say, 23. They were 20 years older than me. And they convinced me that we could start a film production company in Orange County, California. Now, there's a lot that goes on to that story, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on to the show, because I know you're all dying to know what happened during the course of that uh, company, and it was called the Film Cannery, which I thought was a brilliant um, name for a company. But really, when you think about what started that direction and that journey for me, I, I go back to my father, and I believe it is my father. So today, I'm going to talk about the life lessons from the number one plumber in the number two business, lessons my father taught me that I never listened to, but found out later in life that they were valuable. When I was about seven years old, one of my rewards for being a good boy, which actually wasn't very often, was having the opportunity to eat dinner in front of the television. We would use these TV trays. And this particular night, I think it was Batman or somebody like that was coming onto the television and lo and behold, there were no trays to be had. Now, being the nice little boy I was. I got pretty teed off and I was upset about it. And my mom was explaining that my father was using these. Now I looked into the living room and I could see him surrounded by all of the trays, all covered with books. Of course, I got irritated and ultimately I didn't understand why I was going to be not able to watch television in front of the TV. And therefore, of course, as a young child, it was all about me and I didn't really care about what else was going on. I wanted to watch television. But later on, I found out and understood my father was studying to become a master plumber. Now, he was first generation Italian immigrant from Italian immigrant family, had to leave school after the eighth grade because he was one of the oldest of 13 brothers and sisters, and he had to get to work to help make money for the family. So now he was approximately 35 years old, and he was studying to elevate himself to start his own business. Now, the interesting question, which I never really asked him, is what was his motivation? At the time, he was a pipe fitter in a manufacturing facility just down the road, and I'm sure taking orders and being told what to do and knowing my father was probably not something that sat really well with him. 
and and not something he enjoyed but around him right he was seeing other people starting businesses and growing their businesses ultimately the american dream right he was after that american dream to do better for himself to do better for his family so we as children didn't have to may necessarily have to leave school to go to work now he did pass his test he did become a master plumber and for the rest of his life until he retired to about the age of 68 he ran a very successful business and at that time um, he started getting me involved so hence here comes a few of those stories that i believe laid some of the foundations for me as a kid now as kids we were encouraged and you probably were as well uh, around 13 or so and a little bit younger was to go out and make some money now i was always encouraged to go out and earn some of my own keep and so cutting the neighbor's grass um, i lived in upstate new york so there was a lot of snow so we did a lot of snow shoveling and and really as as simplistic as it sounds it was a way to give us responsibility teach us that the 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 the, the value of a dollar, if you will, and how it important and how much great it felt when I could take my money down to the local Italian market gussies and buy myself some candy or a fudge sickle or things like that, that I didn't have to depend on my parents asking me how I spent the money they gave me, right? So if I think about that, then we're making a few bucks. I also worked as a, uh, as a, um, in the paper business with my cousin uh, who had the paper route and my cousin and I my younger cousin we were the ones that actually delivered the papers we had a little Tom Sawyer thing going on there as well but as I got a little bit older my father gave me my first big responsibility and he had me go out into the community and collect money or bills that were unpaid by his customers now I'm approximately like I said around 12 or 13 years old and think about that if you're 12 or 13 think about yourself having to go out and knock on somebody's door and saying hi i'm here to collect money for my father's company terrifying terrifying if you knew me back then i was a little on the shy side and the fact that going out and asking somebody for money was uh, just horrifying now when i shoveled their snow or cut the grass it was just expected you walk up hey mrs so and so i'm done cutting your grass they hand me the money off and done but my father wanted me to go out and have that experience. Now, he paid me to do it, and he actually gave me a commission as well. So I feel that one of the first lessons I was learning was about the value of money, how important it was to make sure you had cash flow in your business, right? Because collecting that money and making sure that, that you didn't have any unpaid bills or worse in some situations, which I've experienced some of the businesses I've consulted with, they're not collecting money for 60, 90 days. You're getting into arrears and that's affecting your cash flow. We talk about profitability. We talk about cash flow. For me, cash is king. I want to make sure there's enough money in there to pay the bills, make sure we can do the things we need to do, and I'll deal with profitability per se later on. So that became a really important lesson as we went along to make sure that that was happening. Now, again, that was a horrifying, horrifying situation for me. But again, that valuable lesson of how important it is to make sure we get paid for the work that we do in a timely manner. So lesson one for me, lesson one for you, making sure that you're not afraid to ask for the money that you've earned and setting up those terms and conditions earlier on to make sure you're not waiting and putting yourself and your business in jeopardy because you're afraid to ask for the money, you're afraid to ask for better terms and letting that thing uh, exceed too long. I was talking to a, a potential prospect not too long ago and they, they told me that 
you know, we don't pay, we're 90 days to 120 days. And, you know, ask me, could I plan for that? And could I be prepared to handle that kind of um, delay in, in payments? And, and so it was important that we have that kind of conversation. Now, the next lesson that I, I, I think was my father's. Now, some of these lessons, I'm going to say maybe were intentional, maybe were not intentional, unintended consequences. Who knows? Because um, he never really said it one way or the other, but he managed to make sure there was always something at the other end that I learned. So the second lesson really came along in the winter time. He would make me go out, and I say make because I didn't want, did not want to go because it was freezing in the shop during the middle of winter time. Like I said, upstate New York. I lived uh, two blocks off the lakes. We had lake effect. It was miserable to be there. But what he would have me do is take lead pipes that he would take out of buildings when you're placing copper, and he, had, he would have me saw them into little nuggets, if you will, and then boil them down into ingots that he would later use when he was doing sewer pipes, and he would use it to help seal the pipes. So, so part of this was about tenacity, I think, and perseverance. To taking a job that I that I hated, obviously he didn't want to do it. Oh, so really? Then the less part of that lesson becomes about recycling, taking materials that he could recycle and repurpose into his business, which means back to the money aspect that he did not have to go out and buy that kind of material in order to the, do the jobs he was doing. He was recycling, he was repurposing, reusing, again, driving more money into his bottom line so he could do other things with it. So I, I see that as a as a really strong lesson. And there's a story that I talk about over the years that every once in a while, I, this ad agency that I worked with, the uh, CEO would have what I call the state of the state. And he would assemble all the employees. And one of the things he always talked about was what was going on in the agency. Now, I've talked about this kind of before that there's internal and there's external marketing, if you will, and I truly believe you have to let your employees know what's going on. There's nothing worse than uh, for me to walk down the hallway and be talking to an employee of one of my one of my customers and ask you, how do you like the campaign? How do you like the way things are going? And they have no idea what I'm talking about, right? Everybody in your organization becomes a brand ambassador. So it becomes really, really important that you make sure everybody is on board and really understands their role, their role within the organization and all of the details about the organization. So back to this agency. One of the things he used to do, and I think this is the dovetail with my father, is he would go around and collect binders and pens and paper clips and whatever else, markers, and he would bring them up and he would lay them all out and said, I found all this stuff in the garbage this month. Now, it sounded kind of silly, and of course, at the time of our age, we were rolling our eyes going, well, man, maybe he should have better things to do. But he was trying to point out if we could reuse and make sure that we were recycling where we could do and not throw things away that were so easily disposed and reuse them Again, that was more money in the company. That potentially was our bonus, or that was a, a hiring of another employee. So the, the lesson I think here is when you can repurpose, reuse, and think about what you're disposing of and how can you do a better job in managing your expenses to help put more money at the bottom line right for the future. Now, um, as I said throughout my career, uh, with working with my dad, this is a little older now, I had the chance to work on uh, new housing and remodels. But the remodels were always the interesting one because inevitably I had to crawl under the house. 
Now, if you know me, I am deathly freaked out by spiders. Now, that happened a long time ago. I was a young kid. I was in a garden, and there was I happened to look at my shoulder, and there was a giant spider. I mean, for me, it was like a tarantula. I'm sure it was not a tarantula, not in upstate New York, but it was huge and scared the you-know-what out of me, and I never could get along with spiders again. If there's a spider in my house, he's pretty much dead. That scared me. But here I was having to face fears, to understand that not every job, everything we do is a smooth ride. There's ups and downs, there's twists and turns, there's things that scare the heck out of us, but we have to keep going. So he would get, have me go under and crawl under these porches, crawl into crawl spaces that were covered with spider webs and mice and rats and all sorts of things that were just, again, frightening me. Now, of course, I'm putting a lesson in here. Of course, my dad was a bigger man. He probably couldn't get in there anyway. So it's kind of a dual-edged sword, right? He could have his son get in there. He didn't have to do it, and he probably wouldn't have fit in anyway. But again, being taking away that idea of fearful, that we take on a job and we make a promise, we need to do what we need to do. When he took on a promise of, of doing a job for somebody, that job had to be done right. Not only did it have to be done right so he could get paid, it was his reputation. And that was utmost important to him as he went through his career, to making sure that his reputation was delivering on the promises that he had of doing the job correctly for a fair price. And that also resonated with me as a lesson because it also ultimately comes down to when somebody recommends you because, hey, this guy can do this or Ponzi can do that, it's also the reputation that we have of accomplishing that and make sure the job is getting done. So, again, another lesson from my father is making sure that we're always paying attention to the reputation and delivering on the promises that we have. Now, another lesson I believe came along is somewhere along the way my, my father decided to grow his business. Now, he was in several counties as the local plumber. But he took on a massive contract for uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, actually. And he was working on the franchises for Dunkin' Donuts throughout New York State. He would leave for weeks to work on these these franchises. Now, that sounds great. It's a great way to grow your business. That those, few, those few years that he was doing that were absolutely incredible for him from a revenue standpoint. But the lesson was... He didn't plan. He didn't think it through when he started this. He didn't think about the time he was away. Why? Because his current business, the stuff that the repeat business as a plumber, the stuff that he was retaining was starting to go away. People couldn't get a hold of him and they wanted to see him. They wanted to know that he was there, right? He's the one with the reputation. And when he disappeared, so to speak, they didn't want to deal with the, the guy that was left behind. And if he didn't do a great job, it reflected on my father, not on that particular guy. So that was that one lesson that I, I, I think that kind of came along is, is really understanding that as you expand, as you kind of get outside of that box, it becomes very important that, again, managing that reputation, but more importantly, to think that through. I talk about some of my clients expanding and growing their businesses and moving out of a, a regional organization to a national organization or looking at new markets and new opportunities. How can you grow? That's that planning aspect to make sure. And again, with my father, in great respect to what he accomplished, he didn't really think it through and plan it. He just saw this huge opportunity to make a lot of money and did not think it through all the way. So again, when you're thinking about expanding, adding new products, adding new services, 
and growing your businesses. Take the time to work on your business, not in your business, and to do some planning because that becomes really important. Now, one of the things that I have experienced and, and with a different ad agency is we spent some time uh, chasing a lot of RFPs. And one of the things that we found is we had five RFPs, and this is a true story, is we're particularly chasing them all. And some we did really well, some we did not so well. And what happened at the end of the day is our current clients suffered because we weren't paying any attention to them. Now, another story, quick story, is my father decided to get outside of the plumbing business and go into a, a new market, if you will, with a new product, and he became a partner in a pancake house. And that was pretty cool. And, you know, in the beginning, when they were building the pancake house, it was like building any construction job. They were doing the plumbing, people were doing the construction. But when it started, my father was so invested in it, he would go out and he'd be like a waiter and, and uh, a hostess. He didn't care. He was out there every day, always promoting. And so he kind of got outside the box. Maybe he got outside the box, he walked around it. Again, what would happen though, he didn't think about the long-term effects. He didn't plan. They didn't, as a group, they were all, you know, chummy and hugging and, hey, great, they'll look at all the stuff that we're doing. And about six months into it, they were fighting with each other because there was no clear vision. Nobody was really running the place. And so when you think about starting a new venture, going into a new market and doing some things that you don't normally do, getting outside that box, you have to, again, step back and think about that planning. So another lesson that I've carried through everything that I do, because part of what I do for my clients is planning, is setting those purposes and making sure that we're really thinking those growth strategies through before we start to jump into them. And in the case with my father, of course, as he just jumped into them. Now, the last kind of message I want to talk about that I learned from my father was actually about marketing and promotion. My father... Like I said, he was the, uh, the, the reputation was always concerned. He was the lover of country music. My father, any chance he had, would stand up and sing country songs. He didn't care where he was. He loved it. But part of that was about about building his reputation. So that country lover of country music was on his trucks, was on his signs. He always saw it at local fairs. But now imagine you're 16 and 17 years old. It's the 4th of July. And your dad tells you he's in the parade and you happen to go down on Main Street and here comes the parade and your father and as the plumber, he's riding on a toilet. Now, that was year one. Year two, they added a tub. Year three, they added a shower. And there were people, they were running waters. And uh, I think one of his sayings was, uh, uh, your flush, our flush beats a full house kind of thing. So he's always coming up with these little sayings as he was going along. But the idea was... He was always constantly making sure that people understood who he was and never forgot him. You, you, you would never forget him if you met him, but you would never for, never forgot him as he went along. And so that early stage of marketing and self-promotion, right? He didn't run a lot of ads and things like that. There were no social media at that point in time. And parades and local fairs and festivals at the, at the baseball parks, he'd get out there and he, he would sing and do things. My father would go out, and go out on first base or a pitcher's mound with a bunch of guys, and they would sing like old Hank Williams tunes and things like that. And he'd be out there playing the guitar. I learned 15 years later that my father actually didn't know how to play a guitar. He was just out there faking it. But boy, could he sing. So I want you to think about maybe some of the lessons that, that you had and maybe ignored as you were growing up. Because I, I think it's really important that, you know, one of the days I was wagging my, my finger at my kids and I realized it was my father talking. 
So again, I want you to sit back, think about some of these stories. Uh, these were all kind of coming into me today because uh, being at the, a family reunion and things that I thought were crazy, the lessons that I learned. I hope you take a little bit of uh, this away. I hope you had some fun today and I look forward to seeing you next week at the Business Growth Cafe. My company, The Ponzi Group, provides consulting, interim, and fractional marketing and leadership services with a focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing. We take a holistic approach to driving business growth. Consider us your marketing architects. We use research to gather the necessary insights from your customers, prospects, the competition, and the marketplace to develop fact-based approaches to building effective and efficient growth plans. And, much like a general contractor, we partner with internal teams or carefully selected vetted individuals and organizations to execute the strategies and plans, as well as provide oversight and management to ensure we stay on brand and plan. To learn more about our services, visit theponzagroup.com. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.